0: another episode of Artist Avenue. Today I am joined by the wonderful Eleonore Duisabeau. Eleonore is a musical theatre actress who trained in France and in London. After graduating she got to shoot a couple of short films, perform in a new musical past midnight and even gave her voice to a tomato for a YouTube series. She's also the creator of Baguette on Broadway, a musical theatre blog with news, portraits and an English to French dictionary of musical theatre terms. So sit back, Relax and dive into Eleonore's beautiful and exciting story with us. And always remember, an original is worth more than a copy. Enjoy the episode. Uh, I'm Eleonore
1: de I'm 22 years old and I'm from Paris. In France, that is. Um, I'm a musical theatre performer. That, that's about it really. Um, <laughs>
0: I don't even know what to say. Okay, so... If you take us back to the beginning of your journey, how did you start out? Where did your passion for this industry start? Oh, wow. That is a long time ago. Okay. we have got time. So, <laughs> okay.
1: When I, eight, when I was eight years old, I joined a professional choir. So I would go to school in the morning and then in the afternoon, I would go to the conservatoire and I would sing for three hours. And so we we're in a beautiful classical choir and we would do concerts and we go on tour and do all these crazy concerts and I would get a paycheck at the end of the year like it was insane I was eight years old and I was like wow I'm getting paid like it's so cool that's so amazing. I did that yeah until my last year of high school so that's a good like eight years and whilst I was at this choir my singing teacher was like oh they're looking for kids to be in the sound of music in Paris so I think you should audition so I went and auditioned did not think a word of English like I literally learned the thing by my heart and I went in I was like I'm Brigitta." blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I had to sing Doa Deer and Female Deer, and that was it, and then I got the part. And here I was, like, in this amazing musical in the biggest theater in Paris, all in English. And I couldn't even speak a goddamn word. Like, it was insane. But, so I did The Sound of Music, and then it came back to use later, and I did again. Um, and then I did an an opera, and I was in the ensemble for that. So that really, like, started, like a real passion for me. I was like, wow, musical theater is really good. Like, I already watched West Side Story, The Sound of Music and stuff like that. But then I was like, oh my, there's so much more. Like, this is so cool. And so in high school, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna study musical theater one day. Like, this is it. I told my parents at 18, I'm moving to New York and I'm Broadway. They were like, okay, good luck with that. <laughs> but I applied to go to the US and I got in, but I didn't have a scholarship. And it's like, 60k a year I was like oh my god this is so much money yeah so then I had to wait until I was 18 and then I went into the UK to study musical theater and I started doing a bachelor in Paris as well and so I was doing my bachelor in theater in Paris and at the same time I was studying musical theater in London so I would literally come back to Paris to take my exams and then go back to London like my teacher was like who are you I've never seen you in my class I was like oh yeah I'm just uh, taking the exam and uh, then I, I'm gonna go <laughs> so yeah so that's that's cool though because I got a bachelor through that and it was also super interesting but mm-hmm.
0: was the bachelor was that more of a practical thing or was it more of an academic course oh, yes yeah,
1: so practical like oh my god so practical <laughs>
0: there was only like four hours of oh no wait so so theoretical
1: that's the opposite I meant no no no, yeah. no, no, no I'm bad Okay, it was only four hours of actual theatre practice and then it was like 20 hours of like history of theatre and Greek and Latin mythology and theatres and I was like, oh my god. (laughs) Like it was interesting but, you know, when you want to be an actor, you're kind of there like, I I want to get up on my feet and then it was just so much theory, so much theory. It was so Mm -hmm. fascinating though, but I'm glad I was in London doing something else at the same time. Like.
0: hmm So when you, did you apply for both courses at the same time for the London course and the Paris course? Oh, okay. So I, when I finished high school,
1: I was only 17 Mm -hmm. because I skipped a class when I was younger. So I couldn't apply for the UK. (laughs) I couldn't apply for the UK because I was too young. So I was like, you know what? I'll just apply to France and I applied to schools in the US. So I got into the US, but then I couldn't pay. So I was like, that's fine. I'll start a bachelor in Paris. Mm-hmm. And then I finished my first year and I was like, well, I can't apply to the UK now, so I might as well try. So I did
0: and then I got in. And how did you find the audition process back then when you were younger as well and coming from Paris into auditioning for UK and the US essentially as well? Oh, oh my god, it was so scary. Like for them it's like in their blood. Musical yeah. theater
1: is like in their blood. Like I went to the US Literally, I booked a weekend to New York so that I could audition for like 10 schools at once. It was insane.
0: You went in person? And literally,
1: I went in person because they wouldn't allow fucking videos. I was like, oh my God, this is so freaking expensive. So I went in and like those girls, they were like 16 and like full of makeup and character heels. And they were like, you know, so in it. And I was like, I mean, it's my passion, but I'm not like, (laughs) I'm not like crazy (laughs) either. And I Mm -hmm. also had like that one audition song I took everywhere, and it was some people from Gypsy. I had just oh. no idea. This woman was like <laughs> an actual mother, you know. Like so, here I am. Like I was 16, being like some people can get it, <laughs> and the people on the panel were like, "Oh my gosh, she just has no clue. Like she's so cute." <laughs> so I mean, it was quite a shock because I just had never auditioned like that. Like that's just a such a different level, and because it's not in the culture in France, like you know. Mm -hmm. it's seen as kind of cute and quirky whereas for them it's like from the moment you love musical theater that like that's who you are like you devote yourself entirely to it and I was like oh god yeah and also like I did not speak English too well and so like people like my first audition in the UK I had no idea what they were saying like the accent was just so thick and I was like what what just happened and I had learned this one monologue and I was just like blah 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 trying to just say the lines you know and then they were giving me all these notes and I was like oh you know
0: like I have no idea how to do it so it was quite a shock but it's good because you learned so much so fast Mm. so did you like learn your English more and more fluently as you went along on your journey basically with studying yeah yeah, yeah. that's crazy and
1: then I started doing it in school and all that and then I started watching so many TV shows and Mm -hmm. that and then I was like that's how I learned English basically like school was like you do learn it through school but TV shows was the thing the thing
0: yes do you want to talk a bit about how you overcame like challenges doing your degree in England and in France like how did you manage to balance your academic things With your practical things in a completely different country and how did you how did you even get the material did they have like the internet yeah that was insane
1: (laughs) so basically so i did that one year in paris Uh where i studied my bachelor and so i made a few friends there and then when i moved to to london i asked my friends like could i take the exact same classes as you and then you go to class you send it to me i will learn it on my own like Mm -hmm work it, work it, work it. And then when I come back, it's just as if I was there. Mm-hmm. So I, and one of my friends was so cute. Like he created a massive Google doc thing where everybody could share their classes so that you would have like the complete thing. Like he created that for me. It was just so nice. And so everyone would put their classes on it. And so like, I would just go back home from my school mm-hmm. and then just log onto my computer, download all the classes and just like Write it down, learn it. Yeah, that was insane. But like the funniest part was like a lot of the classes were about shows they had to go see in Paris. But I had never seen the shows in my life. So then I went to the exam and they were like, talk about this specific show that I had not seen. <laughs> so I had learned like literally a little sum up of the show by heart. And I would just like, splat it back on on my copy I was like I like this moment when the woman did that and I was like I've not even seen the show <laughs> uh, I mean it was kind of crazy like I can't believe I pulled it off I mean it made teachers quite mad because like you shouldn't be able to like have a degree by not going you know but in my case it was quite useful
0: yeah and you were out there and doing other things as well like at the same time you know mm-hmm. that's time management <laughs> that's true that obviously you've chosen to um, study in the UK in the end and you looked at the US and and everything as well. Is that because do they have, do they actually have vocational training in France for musical theatre or is it more that they have it like dancing, singing and acting separately?
1: Well when I started to apply to schools there was only like one or two schools in Paris who were doing proper musical theatre training and it was the same price as the UK and I was like you know for that price I'd rather go somewhere else and like
0: mm-hmm.
1: like in the UK it's just so much more developed it's part of the culture whereas in Paris we're like still trying it's like it's, it's starting out but it's, it's not entirely there yeah and even in Paris now musical theater is still a bit like it's either a very strong like singing heavy show or like dance heavy show it's not very integrated much I mean it's starting mm-hmm. out so the training was still they were still trying to figure out what they were going to put in the training when I applied there. So I was like, I'd rather go in, in London where they're like, then no, they know what they're going to put on the curriculum. Yeah, but, like it's so much better now. Now there's like so many schools and it's it's getting really complete. Like it's really. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, someone's breaking glass in the background. How <laughs> <laughs> enlightening! <laughs> Beautiful. Hashtag. Paris. Sound <laughs> it's so loud. <laughs> City vibe. <laughs> mm. Hmm. Yeah, um, when you ask if I'm a city or a beach girl, I'm like, a city girl. City. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know it.
0: You're like Paris, England, everywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally.
0: Obviously, you did your training at ISMT for three years, and then you decided to go immediately into a mas- master's degree in Central. That's where I mm-hmm. met you at the audition as With well. Which was, yes, <laughs> that was a very cute audition. Met Eleanor mm-hmm. eating an apple. <laughs> That's true, I was eating (laughs) apple lols. Yeah, so what made you um do the shift like immediately? As like finishing your three year training and then just saying, Yeah, I'll just try it out and go into another master's course? I guess
1: so I only did two years at ICMT because it was only a two-year program and I was like it's not that I'm not ready because you're never really ready for the industry, but I was like, Mm -hmm. I want more, like if I'm going to stay in London, like, I want more, I want more, and I, like, ever since I was, like, 10, I wanted to go to Central, like, it was on my bucket list, and I auditioned for the BA and didn't get in, I was on the wait list forever, and I didn't get in, so I was, like, one day, I'm going to go to freaking Central, so it was literally the only school I applied to after Amta, I was, like, mm-hmm. like, I, I have to go to Central, like, I, I need this education, like, And like, I didn't even think about being like, oh, I'm going to take a year out to try out. I was like, no, (laughs) I want another diploma. I want something. I want training. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's also like in France, you don't really just stop after a bachelor, I guess. Well, at least not in my family. Everyone's like got crazy billions of degrees for no reason. So I was (laughs) like, I want to, even if it's musical theater, I like, I wanted the proper training, like the degree and proof. And like, I'm thinking maybe one day I'd like to do a PhD so it was like, it's just in the right direction, you know.
0: Yeah, of course. No, I get you, especially with the qualifications. Like, I don't know if, it, if it's more of a European thing, because like in our family as well, we have yeah. it as well, that you do your BA and then you do your master's as well. Yeah, and like then... that's it. Exactly. But I, I don't sorry, know
1: if it's... And an MA is only a year. Like, it's only one year in the UK to do an MA. I was like,
0: that's crazy fast might as well just do a year and have an MA you know exactly and have fun whilst doing the MA (laughs) we we didn't actually have to write that much when I think back I used to stress so much about SIP and all these like little things we had to do for David and I'm like well they were actually just a paragraph (laughs) I would take them so seriously like they would like like my
1: degree would depend on it and i was like no it's literally just a little paragraph about what you thought it was like oh my god conclusion blah 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 like it was so important to me but yeah yeah. we only had to write our dissertation and like it was a lot of work like i can't believe the amount of work i put in Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i think it was was a lot of
0: creative work as well Mm -hmm. in that sense but it's
1: also like a a technique of research that's not very common like Mm -hmm. research as practice that is just so peculiar yeah very true. Central was so fun, like,
0: oh my god, we had a blast. <laughs> we did. <laughs> <laughs> did you encounter any differences in training between the MA and the diploma course? Like, were there any differences in specific subjects or anything? Um, not necessarily in the subjects, but I think with Central, they were really
1: keen on making us artists, like, all-around mm-hmm. artists, like, just the fact that we had, like, actors research and what makes you unique, how to, to sell yourself and your skills and how to survive in the industry whilst still staying creative. It, was, it wasn't just musical theater training, well, which I, I really loved. It was also like making you a whole artist and like, how do you define yourself in the industry? And also when you're out of work, like, yeah, I think that was the main difference.
0: During your training across all your institutions, <laughs> <laughs> did you face any challenges and if you did, how did you overcome them? Like any ups and downs in whichever area?
1: Oh, that's so many. Goodness me. Um, I guess the main issue was confidence. You know, when you're in an industry that literally relies on confidence, I was like, if you're not sure of yourself, like no one else will be for you. It's like yeah. Rupal saying, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? You know, that's literally it. Like, it's not like, I know I'm, I'm not bad, but I was like, everyone is so good. Like, how can I ever make it? You know, I was like, yeah, it was tough. And mostly like, I do not come from a dance background. So every time we had dance, I was like, oh my God, I am like, <laughs> I am not in my comfort zone. Like help, help me. I don't know. And like, my instinct is to just like laugh about it and like, ha ha ha, it's so funny. Look how I, how shit I am. But really it's just like bringing you down. Like you don't need, to bring you down like other people will do it for you so Mm -hmm. I guess that was quite tricky like staying positive when you're like like this is not my strong suit Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah just confidence overall I think it's quite tricky whilst you're training because like it's so like emotionally and physically it's so draining you're like you're so tired like yeah yeah it's it's hard to like keep positive sometimes but you just got to do it I guess and it's okay to be sad as well like
0: it's okay if you have your, a bad day, like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. no, that's, that's very true. Like, I think also when you're so drained and so tired because you're giving a thousand percent into all your training, you easily can start doubting yourself and start comparing yourself. And yeah, exactly. I think we're also in this little bubble that we sometimes find it so hard to look outside of the bubble. Like, sometimes you think that the mm. people that you're training with are the only people in this industry, and then you actually graduate I and know. you're like oh my god there's about a bazillion more people <laughs> literally
1: man every audition i'm like wait there's a thousand girls who look
0: just like me in this room i'm like oh god <laughs> yeah yeah um and then let's talk a bit about the graduating journey i know it hasn't been too long but you've um how did you evolve since graduating how has your journey evolved and yeah let's go from there oh my God, how much journey evolved?
1: Well, like coming into the industry was such a shock. Like, you know, they prepare you in drama school and they're like, it's going to be tough out there. There's not much work. You'll get a thousand no's before you get a yes. And I was like, that's not for me. I'll be fine. I'm not like other girls. And then I was like, oh shit, I'm just like every other girl. Like, yeah, it was quite tough. Like all of a sudden I'm out in the industry, no agent, nothing, (laughs) literally no jobs. I'm like, okay I need to like live you know like what do I do so I would just send like I would spend five hours a day in front of my laptop applying for every job I would fit the description for like it was insane like I was like even if if there's no pay it's fine you know what I'll just work something else and work it out and it was tough like literally for what, what was it like four months like I did I literally had so many auditions but for such shit stuff. Like, but I was so desperate to just, like, get experience because I was like, what if I'm such a bad audition person? And I realised once I get a good audition and I fucked it up because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I auditioned for everything. Like, oh, my God. if I Like, stuff I really shouldn't have. Like, I was so wrongful. But, yeah, so I did a lot of student films, stuff like that. And, like, it was kind of... How though because like you're working but you're doing it for free and it's like how can I call myself a professional actor if no one is willing to pay me you know it's like mm-hmm. I don't know it, it really makes you doubt your worth and all that jazz but yeah then I did a beautiful musical in a nightclub in a gay nightclub Yes. <laughs> a profit share that was interesting it was quite fun but just like that like it's a profit share, so like don't expect to make money Mm -hmm. And then I got an agent. I got a lovely agent. And that was really cool. Mm -hmm. But then we went into lockdown. So I was like, finally, things are going well for me. And then the industry is like, nope, (laughs) not for you. (laughs) Not today.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's quite tricky to be disciplined and stuff like to be like, okay, on Monday, I go do this dance class. And then on Wednesday, I do this singing lesson. And yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Did you ever feel or do you still feel as well that? you have any pressure on you that time is running out? Like, do you have any pressure that you need to get your first job in a specific amount of time? Or oh are you God, just so going much. with the flow? Yeah. <laughs> no, so much. My God, I'm literally there. Like just coming out of drama school, I was like,
1: in December, I get my first contract. I do a panto. Then I found my agent, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. then none of this happened. And I was like, oh no, what do I do now? Stress, help, help, help. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then you would see everyone around you like, Finding this stuff and like starting out and I'm like no no this needs to happen to me no
0: no why is this not happening to me like Mm -hmm. I don't know um and then if we jump ahead now to a bit of a different topic it's still theater uh, (laughs) but what would you say are the biggest differences between the French theater scene and the British theater scene like do you feel you have anything to touch upon there
1: uh yeah sure well I think in the UK, just like in France, straight theatre, let's call it straight theatre for the purposes of this, <laughs> is really like super sophisticated and it's beautiful and it's like always this pool of like amazing actors and they give you like brilliant performances on stage. But then when it comes to musical theatre, France is like, I don't know how to work anymore. Let's have this random show and add some music and call it a musical. And mm-hmm. I'm like, what is going on? Like... In France, like the model for a, quite a long time was like, we'll record an album with by, by some random French stars that was on The Voice, mm-hmm. and then if it sells well, we'll write a show. So they have these random songs, and then mm-hmm. they're like, let's write a show about oh, Robin Hood. <laughs> so then there's like this pop song, and there's Robin Hood, and it's like, what, what is going on? You know, like it just makes no sense. Uh huh. But but now they're finally adapting, adapting some like english and american musicals so mm. it's it's getting better you know and people yeah. are also starting to write their own show and it like the french musical theater scene is beginning to be so great like there's such good stuff out there you just like have to be there to, to find it
0: yeah no, because also there is a lot of shows that go over from england now as well isn't there yeah that's I'm I mean, that. so many
1: sh- yeah, yeah yeah so many shows coming to paris like either they're all in english with like subtitles or they're just translating into French like with stage entertainment they're bringing like super good quality and all in French so that's a really good way to introduce like the French audience to like really good quality musical theatre and like show them like
0: it can be like that you know (laughs) like yeah yeah definitely and um, did you have any auditions in France already and did you find any differences if (sighs) you did? It, I had an audition last week that did not go well. <laughs> I'm so sad. I really thought I was going to get
1: it as well. And then I was like, ah, oh, God freaking hell. Um, we, yeah, I've, I've had a few auditions in France. Well, first of all, there's, like, when I audition in the UK, we're, like, a billion. Yeah. Like, there's so many people. I'm like, what's the point? <laughs> like, well, there's so many of us. Whereas in France, there's still, like, quite a lot of us. But, oh, my God, it's nothing compared to the UK. Yeah, I, I mean... It's really nice. Like it's usually more of a talk, and like you do your song, and you chat, or you do a scene, and all that. Yeah, it's it's really like it's really sweet, you know. There's, I guess, you feel the competition less. Mm-hmm. And you like, have time. The yeah, atmosphere is not like yeah, yeah. That's it. That's
0: it. Yeah. No, that's exactly like that in Germany as well. That's what I felt when. Yeah. I came over and I was seeing auditions here I was like there's still a lot of people and a lot of brilliantly talented people um yeah but I also felt there was like more time in the audition slot like if you go in as a singer you you get a 15 minute slot and I'm like Ooh. yeah that's insane you actually get to chat and like introduce yourself like it's so nice to
1: get your personality across in the room mm-hmm. whereas in the UK they're literally like 16 bar. thank you so much that was lovely I'm like oh no I didn't like you didn't get
0: to actually meet me you know I'm like oh fuck I just sang and definitely no definitely so then um let's get to another topic which is really exciting talk to us a bit about your baguette on Broadway oh my god my pride and joy okay (laughs) (laughs) okay amazing so
1: um, three years ago, I created this blog called Baguette on Broadway, because Baguette is my nickname. And I thought Baguette on Broadway was just a fun, cool little slogan, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to write reviews and news and write a French and English uh, musical theatre dictionary so that people would understand, like some terms that just don't exist in France, like in French. Uh, and then I started doing an encyclopedia. So for every musical, I write like a little sum up of the show. I put a video, I write the songs, who's famous, who are the famous uh, performers that we're in. If it's being performed right now, where can you see it? Like It's just a lot of useful infos because like when I was starting out in musical theater, like people would talk to me about shows and I was like, I have no idea what this is and then I would go on Google like oh my god like and it was all in English and I just didn't speak English that well and I was like oh I wish there was like more resources in French as well mm-hmm. so I decided to do that and yeah I mean it's it's so good like I'm happy to bring like a more awareness I guess about the musical theatre industry and like how much there is of it to French audiences so yeah. yeah go to backoutonbroadway.com,
0: say hello. Y'all have to. All the beautiful things I write about. No, but it is Mm. fabulous. Like there's even some things that you freak, like, I don't know. I kind of knew, but I forgot about them and I'm like, oh yeah, they played in those shows and stuff. So everyone go follow it. I'll put the links and stuff on the bottom as well. So everyone can go and see it. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, yeah. So let's go to the conclusion questions now. Mm -hmm. The hard ones. Oh, yeah, baby. Right. So, in your opinion, what unites us as creatives?
1: Oh, what unites us? Well, we're all creative. We're all willing to make the world a better place through art. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so lovely, I guess. Expressing yourself through your mind, your body, music, like, Mm -hmm. it's fantastic.
0: Yeah. And,. What's the biggest thing that you have learned on your journey? Be patient. My God. Ooh, that's I literally need to
1: repeat to myself every day. Like if it doesn't happen today, it's fine. Like, I don't know. I'm just so impatient in life. Like I send a CV and within the next two minutes, I'm expecting an answer. I'm like, why is it not working? <laughs> like I have a project and I'm like, um, I still haven't done anything about it. I'm like, you thought about it yesterday. You need to actually chill.
0: Like, mm-hmm. It's okay if it takes time be patient um and what makes you unique as a creative me yes well (laughs) self-love
1: uh well i like to think i'm quite funny but then that's
0: just you are really funny
1: (laughs) oh thank you so oh stop it uh yeah i think i'm quite quirky like a bit unexpected you know well i like to think that that's so weird talking about yourself like that but But that's the point. You need to embrace this. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like this quirky Frenchness. Like, Mm -hmm. unexpected. You never know what's going to come next. Surprise, surprise.
0: Yeah, that that is very true. I remember when I met you, I didn't know, because you were quite... um, I think we were all very, not shy at the start, but like... Yeah, I was a bit like, oh, I don't want to give myself yeah. like another. And then like within a week, you're like, bam, here I am. And I'm like, <laughs> here she goes. Lulz. <laughs> <Lols. laughs> Full of secrets. Mm-hmm. And you have some... What, what did you do? Like abs or booty workouts in the morning? Oh my God, I still do them. Yes. I do my beautiful uh, abs and butts. Every, every morning. <laughs> <laughs> every morning I do it. <laughs> um yeah is there any last comments or advice that you want to share with the listeners about Aww, anything
1: about anything it's a beautiful journey enjoy it all through the bad and the good mm-hmm. and even though there's a lot of bad when the good comes it's amazing so keep going uh, don't give up yeah it's a beautiful industry like enjoy it it truly is <laughs> Yeah. Well, not always, but when it's good, it's really good.
0: <laughs> I think we all have like something inside of us that keeps us going.
1: Yeah. Otherwise like we wouldn't stick through it like mostly through like those times I'm like why am I still doing it? <laughs> like why am I doing that to myself? <laughs> <laughs> then I remember I'm like oh my god, it's
0: the best thing on earth. Yes. Oh, well, thank you for coming on. Uh, thanks for having
1: have me. The interview. Oh, so sweet.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Artist Avenue will be back next Wednesday with another exciting interview. Make sure to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean and Google Podcasts and also to follow us on social media so you don't miss a thing. Keep spreading the word and see you next week.